Hey, 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 welcome back to my podcast, Is Well Here, and today is the day, or rather yesterday was the day, I turned 40, what? God, I feel 28, I'm not going to lie to you. When I hear 40, I'm like, me, really? But I thought today would be a great opportunity to um, review a little bit things and share with you where both where I am in my personal life, in my health journey. Uh, both are intimately linked anyway. And I want to share with you like lessons I've learned in the past 40 years that have transformed me as a human, that have helped me reach my work goals uh, and things also that I could have done differently. So um, here we go. Enjoy the episode. So I want to start with my health journey. There are two, three episodes where I really go in details on how I started having health challenges and my journey and basically how I started healing my my body. But I'm going to go over it briefly. My my journey started back in 2008 when I was a professional dancer. I was on tour, dancing around the world, living my best life. And on this particular tour, I was on tour with Kylie Minogue. She's an Australian singer. And I I started really having pain like on stage, like really bad pain to the point where there's one show I had to stop in the middle and just go. And long story cut short, I was starting having gut symptoms. I had to have a colonic. And then that just went on and on and on. And I started having gut, more gut issues, acne, a thrush, intense fatigue just a lot of things and basically it was really a wake-up call for me to start looking after myself better understanding what I was going through eat better because my nutrition was appalling it wasn't even a nutrition I ate I ate crap I I lived off like Haribo's Nutella club sandwiches tequila <laughs> uh I had a good time though but my body was probably thinking girl are you mad um so yeah, so my journey, my healing journey started then. So 2008, we are in 2023. That's a long time, huh? That's a very, that's 15 years. That's 15 years. And in 15 years, I've, I wouldn't say I've completely healed my body, but I've said I've done a big, big, a lot. I've done a lot. I feel so much better. I'm in a completely different place. I've retrained myself. I'm now a nutritional therapist. I'm a life and a health coach. I'm a Pilates teacher. So a lot has happened in those 15 years and a lot of incredible things. But if I were to start with sharing my health journey lessons, I will say my very first and biggest lesson would be to understand the root cause. If you are right now on your health journey, and you're trying to find answers and you're trying to heal your body and perhaps you're going to doctors and things like that and they're not listening to you and you feel a little bit disempowered, I would say try to understand the root cause of your symptoms. Don't just take supplement or medications without knowing, okay, I am having this because I'm struggling with a bacteria. I have an infection. I'm not tolerating X and Y Z food. S something 
there's a process in my body that needs support. So really understanding the root cause of your symptoms will help you get there faster, heal your body faster, spend less money and feel less lonely in the journey. Number two would be to get some support. Uh, This is a big one because a lot of the time we think, okay, if I start working with a professional in whatever I need, it's going to cost me money. But when you go alone, you have to do a lot of research. You have to try this and that. It ended up costing you a lot more money. So whenever possible, get some support, save the money, get the support you need so you don't feel alone, so you go faster and in the long term you spend less money because when you're completely alone on your health journey without the support of a professional, mentally it can get really, really tough and that's when we tend to give up. Number three, healing is not linear. It's not, wow, I'm starting my healing journey. It's just get better and better and better and better and better from here. No, you'll have some ups and some downs and you'll move 10 steps forward and you'll move back three steps and you'll be like, am I restarting? And you'll try things. It's not going to work and some other things will work. So be patient. Healing is not linear. Be patient with yourself. Be gentle. Be kind. Consistency over perfection. Always be consistent. Even if you feel like, wow, are things actually changing? Be consistent. Your body is registering. You don't need to be perfect, but you need to be consistent. You need to keep showing up for yourself. And it's a journey, you know. I think my healing journey, as much as I did not enjoy having gut issues, um, it's a journey where you get to connect so much deeper with your body. You really get to know it. You really get to understand it. It's an opportunity to deepen that relationship. It's become a spiritual journey. I'm not saying I want to have more gut issues or actually I would rather not have any, but I've learned so, so much. Like I've actually somehow still enjoyed the journey, even the moments that are really frustrating and I was crying, not understanding why I was having all these rushes, what I was trying this, trying that. It's been a lot of growth, understanding, patience. And yeah, somehow I've actually enjoyed the journey. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> you can call me back on that when I record another podcast and say, oh my God, I've got this and that. You can be like, well, you know, you're learning a lot. So where I am now, um, this year has been tough. I'm not going to lie to you. It's been tough physically, emotionally, mentally. It's been my first year as a mom. I gave birth in August 30, uh, no, 30. <laughs> I was 38, going on to 39 when I gave birth in August last year. Uh, Olivia just turned one. So she's one and a month. So she's 13 months. It's been tough. It's been really tough mentally, physically. A lot of questions. I felt emotionally stretched. So I try to be compassionate and kind to myself. And I try to show up the best I can. I've also lowered my expectations. You know, I knew like you're not going to be able to do all the things you used to do. Uh, Try to eat well and stay hydrated. And whenever you can move your body, you know, that's sort of been my thing. My gut has been okay, but I've had antibiotics a couple of times in the past years when I gave birth and I had a really bad tooth infection when I had to have some sort of tooth work done. So I've had to have antibiotics, which for someone who has uh, gut is my sensitivity, gut is the thing that 
like let's say my sort of weak point antibiotics is not great so after that I really worked on polyphenols pro and prebiotics the past six months uh, to just really help me rebuild I'm breastfeeding so I really don't drink much alcohol every now and then I'll have a lovely little prosecco but even that I keep it on the low sugar on the low most of you that perhaps also follow me on Instagram already kind of know how I eat uh, I try my best to be consistent with that. Um, the other thing that's been really, really challenging has been sleep. I'm not, I haven't slept a lot in a year, as you can imagine. It's been much better the past two months because she's almost doing pretty much most of the time, uh, sleeping through the night. But low sleep means low energy, means sugar and stimulant cravings. So that was also a struggle, trying to eat well when you're on a very teeny tiny sleep and your body's craving and crying for sugar so if this is something you struggle with I hear you and I see you so yeah that's kind of where I was and what's been happening the past year and I feel like now that she's turned one I'm starting the winning process which is going to be challenging but I'm so ready for it I loved breastfeeding but it's also been really hard the past three months she's growing she needs more and I feel ready to have my space and my body back to myself so we are working on that and hopefully in the next four six weeks she'll be off the boob completely (laughs) and I will let you know how that goes but the plan after that for me is to do a deep gut cleanse and renourish my body and hopefully put some weight back on because I've lost a lot of weight. It's not something I talk about often on the podcast or I never actually talk about my body weight because I think it's a sensitive subject. I don't usually have a lot to say about it because I live in a body that I love. I also realize that I live in a body that's privileged, quote unquote. Um, I'm slender, I'm tall, you know, I don't really have a lot to say on that. But deep down I've always had a thing about I've always felt a little bit too skinny I always wanted to be a little bit bigger Uh, that's been the past three four years and when I gave birth and I started breastfeeding I lost even more weight I'm really really thin and it's not something I enjoy but I know that it's just for a moment while I breastfeed my daughter and I'm fortunate I have a fast metabolism but also the con of that is yeah being thin and feeling a little bit like um I feel healthy. I feel good in my body. But when I look at myself, sometimes I just don't feel like I look healthy. That makes sense. And yeah, I have a thing about it. So I am hoping that when I start breastfeeding, my body weight will come back a little bit, at least two, three kilos. (laughs) That'll make me really happy. Uh, And yeah, I'm going to do a deep gut cleanse and nourish. And I will share with you guys what I'm planning to do when I do that. But yeah, I'm excited for it. At the moment, other things I'm working on is really try to be in bed around 10 p.m. It's hard sometimes. I've managed most of the time, but sometimes it's really hard because the evening is my time also to wind down, to relax. But having gone to bed earlier and now sleeping through the night, my gut has felt better. And I know it's because when you sleep, it supports a better production of stomach acid and stomach acid helps you break down and fight pathogens. So if you're like me, tend to have bacteria overgrowth and your immune system tend to struggle to fight those, sleep is going to really help you as well in that. 
in that realm of things uh, by supporting your digestive system, you know, um, it allows your organs and all the things in our bodies to do their job to restore and to reset. So don't neglect your sleep. I had one thing I keep forgetting to mention is gluten. <laughs> not having gluten has been life or life, maybe not life, but has been health changing for me. And it's also hard. Like I was in Paris the past few days and I had gluten and I feel the difference. My gut struggles a lot more. My immune system struggles more and I'm way more tired. And that only started when I was pregnant. Before that, maybe I didn't notice, but I was kind of okay with gluten. Like I didn't notice anything. But during pregnancy, I had the biggest headaches. Like it was awful. I have to really stop it. And then after giving birth, it was a bit better. So I was kind of on and off, hoping that if I stop for a bit and come back to it, it'll be better. But realistically, it's not doing anything for me. So that's something I try as much as I can to stay off. Uh, when I'm in the UK at home, it's really easy. When I'm in Italy, it's a bit harder. When I'm in France, I find it impossible because all these foods, all my favorite childhood foods, <laughs> especially Viennoise and Chausson Palm, Oh, like just there. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to have one. But it's something I'm working on. I'm really, really working on it. So that's a little bit of a catch up around my health and what's happening and how I'm feeling in my body at the moment. So let's move on to my life journey and lessons I've learned. So a little, I think a little reminder, because I don't even know if I've ever talked about this, but I'm sure I have on the podcast. I was born and raised in Togo in West Africa, so 40 years ago, and I moved to Paris when I was 11. I moved to Paris when I was 11 with my mom. Uh, my dad was traveling back and forward uh, between Togo and France. He's an architect. My mom is a piano teacher, and so we moved to Paris when I was 11, more for political reasons than anything else. Uh, so... Yeah, I would say that I'm a political immigrant. So we moved to Paris and I started a college there when you're 11. Which I, I, don't, I never know what is that here. It's not high school, but it's before high school. And through when I started that, as a year within starting school, I met some friends and they took me to a dance, their dance show. And I fell in love with dance and I started dance. And my life literally changed from that day where I started my dance class and I get goosebumps when I tell this story because my life truly changed that day. I stepped into the class, I met my dance teacher, Jocelyn, he's still in my life. 30 years later, I actually met him for coffee when I was in Paris um, earlier this week and it just completely transformed me as a human. You know, I was a very shy child, very shy, very introvert and I saw the dance show and something told me I need to do this. It looks really fun. I went to the dance class. I did it. And instantly I thought, I belong here. And finding and feeling that sense of belonging at such a young age, what a freaking blessing. What a blessing. I really felt it. And even now when I tell the story, like I literally feel like I'm going to cry. But what a blessing. And dance give it really it gave me a lot it gave me confidence um it gave me it gave me so much it gave me so much I can't even put words into it but obviously I kept I stayed at school <laughs> I stayed at school till 
till I did a uh, I did a, a bachelor in marketing. So for another 15 years almost, or maybe a little bit less, but I danced. I danced every single day of my life. I danced every day. I did dance classes twice a week. And if I wasn't in dance class, I was at home dancing in the summer. I was doing dance uh, workshops, dance camps. If I asked anything for my birthday, it was like, can I have money? I want to go to dance classes in Paris. Dance was my life. Dance, I breathed, I ate, I slept. It was dance, 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 dance. And yeah, eventually I stopped school after I did uh, my bachelor. I did a BA degree in international marketing. Uh, then I started a master's here in London. I moved to London right before my master's. I started and then I stopped because I really wasn't being truthful to myself, nor to my parents when I say I wanted to study in London. Really what I wanted is I wanted to dance. So I sent my CVs to dance agencies and they, I one agency took me on, AMCK. And I got my first gig dancing with Jerry Halliwell. And there was, I was doing her promo when she was doing, uh, it's raining man, hallelujah, it's raining man. Hey, hey. So that was in 2004, I think. Was it 2004 or 2005? I think beginning of 2005. But I started, I stopped school. I stopped my master's and I, yeah, went on and started performing with Jerry Iwell, doing the gigs. I loved it. And my career started then. It wasn't the easiest. I had to do a lot of castings. I had to, because I wasn't like, I didn't go to a dance school. I just did a lot of dance classes. So it's all if you're really self-trained. And so I had to do a lot of classes and learn to perform because I was a dancer. I was a class dancer, but I wasn't a performer. Uh, but wow, I had an incredible career. I worked with so many incredible people. Kylie Minogue, Take That, Madonna. I did X Factor, Pharrell Williams. Like I worked with so many incredible artists. I did tons of TV shows, toured the world uh, for about 12 plus years lived in different countries here and there. Um, I went to Australia a lot because I worked with Kylie. I lived in Lebanon for a bit. I was doing X Factor Arabia and I worked with incredible choreographers uh, like Akram Khan, Tony Testa. And just had so many proud moments, like too many to count. And then in 2015, I retired. I was ready. I retired. 2015, 2016, I retired. I was ready to to move on, I was feeling really tired and ready for something different. My body was exhausted. So eventually I decided to pursue my love for nutrition and coaching. And again, if you've listened to some of my podcast episodes before, you'll know that towards the end of my dancing career between 2014, 2015, I had a couple of burnout that really had me reviewing, reconsidering my lifestyle and falling in love deeper with healing my body, which a, a journey I had started in 2008. And I loved it. I loved it all. I had returned as a Pilates teacher already in 2013, before I actually stopped dancing. I was already doing Pilates and teaching it here and there. But eventually when it was ready, I thought I'm ready to take a leap of faith and start something new from zero, which was very scary. But Looking back, it was the it was the right move for me. So I retrained myself and graduated as a nutritional therapist, a health and wellness coach, and obviously a Pilates teacher as well. And I did loads of little things around it as well, like NLP and 
other modalities, but let's dive into the lessons. Let's dive into the lessons that I've learned through all these things I've just talked about, my my pretty much my life in a very condensed. Um, my very first lesson, I, I've, I've written this down, uh, about 12 things here I've written down. My very first thing that I've learned and I understand, and this one is a more of a recent one, is that I am capable of creating the life I want as long as I believe in it, right? As long as I believe in what I see, what I want, I can do it. So yeah, I want to extend that to you too, because when I say I am, I mean, we are. I'm not different from you. We all are humans and what we are, what we dream, what we believe, we can make happen. Number two, closely linked to the number one, is that happiness, for me, happiness is creating and living the life I truly desire. And from what I see around me, my friends and people I work with from different paths of lives, the happiest people are the people that live a life that they truly desire, whether it's doing a job they love, having or not having a family, but life on that terms, really, that's what brings happiness to people. Discipline is freedom for number three. I love freedom. Freedom is one of my biggest values. Freedom is one of my biggest, biggest values. And I do everything and anything I can to to have that sense of freedom in my life. And one of the big things I've learned after retiring from dancing and moving on to being my own boss. As a dancer, I was already my own boss, but I also have people telling me where to be, what to do, at what time, <laughs> right? Okay, the show is tomorrow. You have to be here. A, the bus is picking you up, dancers. This is casting. Like someone was telling you what to do. You got makeup now. Now it's rehearsal. Nobody tell me when it's rehearsal in my life right now. I decide of the rehearsals and I decide when it's showtime. <laughs> so discipline, I had to build discipline. And it has, for most part, for most part, really, really helped me uh, build what I have now. Build my business, build my brand, um, grow into the person as I am today. Feel healthier because, again, that's been discipline eating a certain way, showing up on my mat, going on the training, reading the books, recording my podcast on time, sticking to it is discipline. But what that has given me is freedom, freedom to live a life that I absolutely love and adore uh, on my terms, freedom to live wherever I want to live, freedom to create and build my income, uh, just so much, so much. And that is coming from discipline. So if uh, like me 20 years ago, I didn't think I was that disciplined. I wasn't not, not disciplined. I was passionate when it comes to dancing. So I was going to show up anyway. Like the thing was my life. But discipline is even when there is no passion, because <laughs> there's nobody passionate about taking their supplements every day or, <laughs> or eating their veg every day at first, right? But when there is discipline, that's when transformation also can happen. Number four, lead by example, not by telling or saying. People that I have influenced in my life, especially my, my people, my family, my close friends, or that I have inspired is because they have seen the impact of my choices on my life. And they were like, oh, let me try. Let me try this thing that she's doing. 
you know, let me try eating better or moving more. And she looks so happy or so this and so that. So if, and I've worked with many, many women when I work on one-to-one that are like, I really want my partner or my children or my parents to do certain things that I think will be amazing for them. I'm like, you can't tell them. All you can do is do it yourself and be, and yeah, be the result of it and, and just lead by example. So if this is something you struggle with, just stick to what you're doing, keep showing up for yourself and uh, they will follow. Number five, sometimes what you need is what you avoid the most or think isn't yours. This is something also that for me has been a tough lesson because I'm very much like, nope, I know everything. I know exactly what I need, blah, blah, blah. This is not for me. This is for me. And a lot of times through the past 20 years, especially the things that were avoiding were exactly the things I needed the most, including people. So yeah, I'll leave you with that lesson. Maybe it resonates. Number six. Our beliefs and our mindset is not always our own. It's often things we've learned from our parents, from society. And challenging it or having someone challenging is not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing because it allows us to see things from a different perspective, to get out of our comfort zone and to grow. And yeah, it's painful. When you really believe in something and you're like, no, I believe in this. And someone comes and like break it down and be like, and show you that. Well, no, actually not really. You're like, hang on a minute. I've always believed this since I was a child. My mom did this. You know, I'm thinking about whether it's health. Like we only eat this way because, well, I'm Togolese. And in Togo, we eat this thing. We don't eat these things. Or, well, when it comes to money, this is it. Or what my parents always voted this side in politics or that side. It's like so many things we get passed on and we don't even realize they're not ours. So challenge yourself, challenge, challenge, yeah, challenge your beliefs and work with someone. And that's kind of number seven is that therapy, coaching, getting support is important for self-development. It's important for the next and best version of you. And circling back to your beliefs, it's going to allow you to see things from a different perspective and drop the beliefs that you hold on to that are no longer serving you. Mindset for me, working on my mindset, it's something new-ish for me because I feel like I've started really, really working on my mindset for the past six years five six years when I really started working with coaches life coaches maybe seven remember when I started working with my first life coach and then business coaches um I started seeing things differently in terms of even how I value myself how I see my health in terms of so many things my relationship with money and all these things I've really transformed and evolved for the better because I've worked with someone who challenged me who challenged my beliefs and allowed me to see bigger and dream bigger as well and not just be in my little head oh I'm Isaweli no like blah 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 I'm this girl like we see ourselves so small like I remember working with uh, Morgana I love Morgana I actually would love to have her on my podcast she's a business coach and we work together during COVID um, 
and working with her is really really wow like she's taken me to another level of things she put on the map for me she allowed me to dream big you know when I told her this is what I want to do this is how much I want to earn and I remember her saying why are you putting a cap on that and I was like I don't know because I feel like that's the max she was like says who and why are you putting a cap on this side of your career why wouldn't you do more of that I was like, I don't know, that feels a bit big and scary. She was like, good. <laughs> and these are things I've actually, these are ceilings I broke within a year or two of working with her. And now I'm like, yeah, I was, it was small. It was small. Um, but yeah, she really helped me. So really, I will always, always recommend working with a coach when it comes to your business, your health, uh, your relationship with money, your career, your life everything, anything, get the support. Uh, number eight, negative feelings and thoughts. I'm human. It's all about understanding why I have those triggers as opposed to judging and suppressing them. That again is something I've always had negative feelings. We all do at some point or another. But again, this is something the past five years, but more specifically the past year as a mom that I really had to look into and be like, what is that reflecting back to me? What part of me still need healing? What, what do I want? Where are these feelings coming from? And yeah, it's only been recent where I've been able to have that perspective instead of like, oh my God, this is embarrassing. Do I feel jealous? Am I like annoyed or very angry at this situation or this person or having these really not nice thoughts? And now I'm like, okay, what is this saying about me? These are thoughts. I'm not a, a bad person, but what is this saying? What is it triggering? What is that trigger? What is that triggers? And journaling has helped me a lot with that. I'm not working with a therapist. I don't have a therapist at the moment. I think I'll get one uh, soon. It will come when I need it. Things like that always show up at the moment. I'm doing so much with coaches. I've been doing Enneagram sessions as well. Um, journaling my feelings and sharing them with a therapist or things that have also helped me a lot in the past. So all that to say, don't judge your feelings, even the negative ones. Look at them, write them down and take the perspective of what is that saying about what I am, what I want right now and where I am in my life. Number nine, confidence is a muscle. And that a lot of people always tell me, God, you're so confident, blah, 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 and this and that. I haven't, I haven't been always confident. As, as a fact, up till I started dancing, up till about 12, I was really like, I was not confident at all. I was introvert. Like some people would talk to me, I wouldn't answer. I was very, I was, I really wasn't confident at all. But dancing has helped me. That's for sure. Like performing in front of like thousands of people and learning uh, and discovering something I was good at. That definitely helped my confidence. But I would say that making choices that were kind of scary also helped me build confidence and show me that it's okay. I can do scary things, you know? So yeah, confidence is a muscle we train. This is not the last one, but it's a very, very big one. Number 10, the best investment you will make is on yourself. It's investing in yourself, whether it's your education, your health, whatever it is, 
that's the best investment for me it's been like I always invest I invest in myself with so much ease it's funny because I've been thinking for my 40th birthday I wanted to get myself a vintage selling bag I love bags <laughs> and I was like I'm gonna get myself this vintage selling bag I've wanted a selling bag for years I'm talking since the phantom came out was that like eight years ago or something and I never bought it if I tell you how much money I've spent in my education, you'll be like, is she for real? But listen, I got that money back. Hello. <laughs> I will drop money like this in coaching, in a training, in a nutrition course, in a something, something like, like that. If I feel this is the right one, I'll go for it. Buying a bag, things I used to do when I was a dancer with so much ease, I would think this through. I'd be like, oh, oh, ah. And sometimes it's too much. I'm like, just buy the damn thing. Like, you absolutely deserve it. Just like you deserve, <laughs> you deserve investing in yourself. But all that to say, the best investments I've made are in myself. I've never, ever regretted investing in my education, ever ever because I grow, I I learn, I build on my skills and these are things I can monetize. These are things I can help myself, my family, my friends with, my community, you guys. Uh, so every time you want to invest in yourself, go for it, go for it, invest in yourself. You're not going to regret it. And if the bag is beautiful and it's every now and then do it as then I am going to get myself a Celine bag for me. Come on now, I'm 40. <laughs> uh, actually there's a quote of Beyonce that I love 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 that says I don't like to gamble but if there's one thing I'm willing to bet on it's myself and I'm 100% behind that and I'm the same I will bet on myself anytime all the time all the time last but not least I think this is the last this is the last no it's not that last one I've got a couple more Trust your intuition the first time around, even if it's scary. Never, ever guess it. Listen, I, anytime I ignored my intuition, including our holidays two weeks ago, I pay a tough price for it. I didn't want to go on those holidays. There were so many signs. I should have just canceled it. And same goes for people. If you have something, you feel something about someone, don't question it. Let it go or go for it. You know, if it's a positive one, go for it. If it's not good, let it go. That one is something I need to write on my wall because I always follow my intuitions. But every now and then I'm like, oh, I'm not sure. This feels a bit much, you know, but actually, no, whether it's much or not, you've got to to your intuition, to your gut. It's your energy. It's your soul. It's your spirits. It's, it's God speaking to you. So don't ignore it. Life has seasons and different seasons require different things from us. I think this is uh, this year lesson for me is that throughout my first postpartum year, this first year of motherhood, there are moments where I've experienced feelings of envy, of jealousy, of resentment, where I feel like I wasn't doing as much as I should be doing, quote unquote, as my peers were doing. And that I didn't have the space that I should be doing more with work. And something that really helped me ground myself besides a slap to myself <laughs> uh, for that nonsense is to remind myself that I'm a season of my life where I'm a mom. I'm a new mom. This is what I'm doing. And it takes a lot of time and energy to 
grow a beautiful human that I I have the the gift of having and that yeah I have actually I have a a mantra I say this is the season of my life I'm in this is something I wanted and I'm honored to be a mom I'm happy to be a mom I want to be fully present and I say a lot of mantras and affirmations and to help me move out of the insecurity towards gratitude um because I love being a mom like I love my daughter of course I, I love it even though sometimes it's so fucking hard fucking hell oh man sometimes I'm like damn but the comparison is stealing is stealing the joy of the moment so I really try to move from from that from that insecurity and remind myself that life has seasons and this is a season of slowing down work for me and focusing on becoming a mom becoming and all of that all of what it is like I feel like when you become a mom you become a new person there's so much change it's so emotional it's just it's so much more uh so yeah allowing myself to move away from the comparison from the yeah from all that nastiness to uh gratitude to feeling grateful and thankful and that's it my friends i hope you enjoyed this episode i think it was a long one i don't even know how many minutes i've done so far but yeah i wanted to share these things with you i feel like this year has a lot coming for me my mom has been a little bit unwell her health has been Unfortunately, going downhill and my sisters and I are trying to put things in place so she has has much support and the best care, the care she deserves. And that as well as, you know, becoming a mom and having to look after your daughter and not having a lot of time has been challenging. But I know that there are so many lessons and I'm already seeing so many things So yeah, I'm excited for the next year. I'm excited for the next decade, the next 10 years, uh, the next 40 years even. I know and I'm sure it's going to be full of surprises. I've had such an incredible 40 years so far. I'm so grateful. I had a really rich, very, really rich life. A lot of traveling, meeting people, different careers. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited. I am. I'm really, truly excited, even though I sound tired because I truly am. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm exhausted, but um, I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm in, I'm in a good place. I feel like I am exactly where I'm meant to be. It's not comfortable. I'm in a bit of an uncomfortable phase at the moment of my life where you feel like you're transforming, but you haven't quite become the new person yet. But I am embracing it all because I always know that at the other side of uncomfortable is growth, there's beauty, there's more freedom, there's more joy. So I'm here for it. I'm grateful for you. I love you so much. And um, please, if you enjoyed the episode, don't forget to rate it. And I'll see you in the next one. Bisous.